Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. I wanted to take a moment and tell you about one of my favorite companies, Paleo Valley. They make some of the world's best health products, and I really love their Essential C Complex which is one of the only immune boosting products on the market that's made from whole food sources of vitamin C that your body can effectively absorb. You see, most vitamin C products only contain a fraction of vitamin C called ascorbic acid. This is the synthetic form of vitamin C and it's often processed with GMO corn. With Essential C Complex, you get the full spectrum of vitamin C with all the additional nutrients, minerals, and bioflavonoids that make it so powerful in the first place, the way nature intended. Paleo Valley Essential C Complex contains three of the most potent sources of vitamin C on the planet, the unripe acerola cherry, the amla berry, and the kamu kamu berry. The acerola cherry alone is 120 times more potent than an orange. The daily recommended amount of vitamin C was decided upon based on the amount of vitamin C you need to not get scurvy, not really the amount you need for a stronger immune system. And this is why Paleo Valley Essential C Complex contains 750% of your daily recommended value of vitamin C, completely sourced from nature, so you can thrive, not just survive. You see, vitamin C is an extremely fragile nutrient, and it can very easily lose potency if it's not processed correctly. So Paleo Valley has worked with the most responsible manufacturers they could find to gently break down each of these fruits. And to guarantee no vitamin C was lost in the processing, they recruited a non-biased third-party tester to confirm it contains the amount they put on the label. Because in times like these, when everything seems uncertain, your immune system shouldn't be. Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is non-GMO, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and made with all organic superfoods. No fillers or flow agents that you'll find in most supplements. Nothing weird, just food. Check out paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, just simply my last name, JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S today to get 15% off your order. So this interview is a part of a series I did called the Fasting Transformation Summit. 
And in this summit, I interviewed the top experts in the world when it comes to intermittent and extended fasting and autophagy and self-healing. Now, these interviews were originally done in 2019, but the information is extremely relevant today. And this expert, as you will see, really has a great knowledge of this topic and will give you guys so much value. Now, if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment and leaving us a five-star review, your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives with this podcast. And take a moment and subscribe to our channel. That way you get instant notification every time we put up a new podcast. Thanks so much for doing that. And I'm honored to share this information with you guys. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Fasting Transformation Summit, where we are uncovering the most ancient, inexpensive, and powerful healing strategy known to mankind, fasting. I'm your host, Dr. David Jockers, and I'm really excited about this interview because we're going to talk about extended fasting. We're going to talk about the spiritual benefits and the spiritual approach to it, and I think you're going to get a ton of value out of this interview. And so I've got my guest, my friend, Chantel Ray, who's the author of the Amazon bestseller, Waste Away the Chantel Ray Way and Fasting to Freedom. She also owns a multi-million dollar real estate business. And after struggling with her weight and with autoimmune disease for years, she began interviewing thousands of thin women for, for their eating and lifestyle tips. And she used those interviews to develop her Chantel Ray Way. Chantel has helped thousands of people around the world lose weight through her Chantel Ray Way of intermittent fasting. And she's also created multiple programs, tools, free resources to guide readers through her revolutionary approach to weight loss. She's got a podcast. She's got a great website. And uh, she also did a fasting reset summit as well. And she's helped so many people who've struggled with sustainable weight loss really get results. And so, Chantel, thanks so much for joining us here on the Fasting Transformation Summit. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I know you reached out to me and uh, you've obviously got a long history of fasting here or a history here recently where you've gotten great results. So let's talk about that, how you got into natural healing and, and how fasting became a part of your lifestyle. Sure. So I have personally done so many fasts. Um, I've probably done just in the last year, I've probably done 124 hour fasts. I've done uh, probably 22 day fast. I've done a 10, uh, probably 10, three day fast. Um, I've done one eight day fast. And then I did a 21 day fast where I did seven days of water, then seven days of bone broth and green juice, and then seven days just of fruits and vegetables and smoothies. So, um, that's kind of my extent of it, but I, I also do intermittent fasting on a regular basis. I eat in a six hour window. So every day I pretty much eat either 12 to six, one to seven, something in that range. And then every once in a while I might just do, you know, one meal a day. So I've done all of it. <laughs> you got a lot of experience with fasting, that's for sure. So you've done that much fasting in a year. So tell us about your experience. What was your experience um, as you did, for example, like that 21-day fast? Um, I'm assuming you did that eight-day fast. It was more of like a water fast. So tell us yeah, a little bit more about it. was about a water this. fast, yeah. So, you know, I believe that there's just so much power in fasting, and there's two there's probably three main reasons that I do fasting. One is just heal my body. Um, two would be for weight loss. Um, three would be just to hear from God. And then 
just for kind of crying out to God in a way that's saying like, hey, God, I'm really serious about this. I need to pray about this. And so it's kind of just a kind of a cry out, like kind of a, like a dog kind of goes belly up uh, is kind of the way that I look at it. And I, I compare the power of fasting to scuba diving. So I live in Virginia beach. And if you look at our water, it's not like we, I just got back from Hawaii and it's not like Hawaii water, right? Like Hawaii water, you can literally see the ground, but here in Virginia beach, it's everything's brown. And so I've never been scuba diving, but I've been snuba diving and snuba diving is a combination of like snorkeling and scuba diving. But what I say is like fasting is like literally like scuba diving where you have this equipment, you go underwater and all of a sudden you find hidden treasures that you've never been able to see before. Like you, you can see the color of the fish and you can see, you know, the coral and, and everything like that. And so that's what, what fasting does for me. It's like your body is hungry when you fast, but your spirit is sharp and everything comes to focus. Yeah, absolutely. I really feel like that as well. And uh, really helps tap you into your intuition, right? And so in, in, in Christianity, we talk, we talk about the Holy Spirit, right? And really helping yes. us guide, be guided by the Holy Spirit. So it's powerful. Now, I know there are just about almost every major religion uh, talks about fasting. Can you, can you speak on that as well? Yeah, so my my mom's side of the family is Jewish, and my dad's side of the family is Muslim, and then I'm Christian. Wow. Um, but, you know, one of the things I say for as far as Christian fasting goes, I, I kind of feel like, like, I love a station that we have here called K-Love. It's 90.7. It's my favorite radio station to listen to. But like, as I was driving to Richmond to visit my sister, it's like, you can't hear that station anymore. Like all you get is static. And so that kind of happens to us, you know, like we kind of feel like static. And I feel like what fasting does for a Christian is like, and, and for anyone, it's like putting spiritual antennas on your ear. It's like you're tuned into God's station and you can really hear him clearly. And I feel like that is in a lot of religions, that's what they say is that, you know, if you want to kind of slow down and hear God's voice, that's what you're doing is you're putting spiritual antennas on no matter what religion you do. I mean, my family is... My, my dad's side of the family is Muslim and they do, they do Ramadan. And what they do is they don't eat from sun up to sun down. And so while it's daylight hours, they are not eating and that's for an entire month. And so if you think about that, that's kind of like eating one meal a day, like eating your meal at night, uh, one meal a day. And so and they're, I would they're not drinking water either. So it's like, it's a dry fast. Dry fast. That period yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I've done, I've done some dry fasting as well um, during the day. And the only kind of dry fasting that I personally have done is that where I just basically do dry fasting during the day, or sometimes I'll just do dry fasting till like one o'clock. So let's say I'm going to do my eating window. I'll just say, okay, I'm going to dry fast until I start my eating window. Mm, okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, uh, and then in the Jewish uh, tradition, I know they've got Yom Kippur, which is like a 24 right. hour dry fast as well. And, uh, you know, in the Christian tradition, I think uh, you've got Lent, you've got uh, different things like that, where, where people will traditionally fast. And then what does the Bible say about fasting? Yeah. So one of my favorite 
quotes of when the Bible says is that it's in Matthew 6 too. Um, and it talks about, it. it's kind of where this is the point where God's saying, do this, do this, do this. And he says, it says, so when you give to the needy, Matthew 6, 2, and then Matthew 6, 5, it says, and when you pray. And everyone's like, when we talk about like giving, everyone's like, yes, amen, give to the needy. And it's like, and when you pray, you know, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it says, and when you fast. And so it, it doesn't say if you fast, it says when you fast. So it's like everyone would say, okay, well, when you give, you should give, right? When you pray, you should pray. But when it says when you fast, they kind of push that under the rug. You know, I went to church for years. My the, the church that I grew up in for the first 21 years, I never even knew fasting was in the Bible because my preacher never, he never even mentioned it. And so it's kind of like, okay, you know, if Jesus is saying when you fast, then and he's expected us to do all these things, then we should give just as much attention to fasting as we do praying and giving. And I think the reason why people don't fast as much, because it's just not talked about in church. I mean, I just, like I said, I never really heard about it mm-hmm. until, you know, more recently. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that as well. And um, let's talk about, because a lot of people are concerned about fasting. So there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, I really can't fast. You know, I can't fast for more than, let's say, half a day. So what what should those people, what's your advice to those people? Yeah, I think that one of the things that I like to say is kind of like, have you heard about the couch to 5K, like where someone takes you from a couch all the way to running a 5K and then there's like couch to half marathon. And, And what I say is like, I, when I first started running and I don't do a lot of running now, I couldn't run a half marathon, just going and doing a half marathon. And I couldn't even do a 5k just running all the way through, but you build up to it. That's why they have plans. And so what I talk about is, you know, in my book, fasting to freedom, I give you a plan that says, okay, if you want to get to five day, five day fast, here's what you need to do. If you want to get to seven day fast, here's what you need to do. And just how to build your way up to that. Cause you've got to train your body into going into a fat burning mode instead of a sugar burning mode. And so it makes it easier. Like a friend of mine was like, will you do a one day fast with me? Uh, just a 24 hour fast. And I was like, yeah, sure. But I mean, it's like for me to do a 24 hour fast, it's just so easy for me now because of the amount that I've done. It's like asking someone who's a marathon runner to do a 5k, they'd be like, sure. So it's a matter of really just getting your body to the point of you're building it up. And so just to say, oh, I can't do it. That's just a cop out in my opinion. And I'm going to be very blunt about it. But but everyone, you know, in my opinion, you can work your way up to getting there. Yeah, I always tell people fasting is like a muscle, kind of like what you're saying here. If your muscle's really weak, you got to obviously start to train it just like anything else. And so you start training it slowly but surely, and then you get stronger, more efficient with it. Your body gets more metabolically flexible, more energy efficient. It becomes a lot easier to do. Um, and so what, what have your results been from, let's talk about, cause I know you've got, you've got books about, you know, fasting to freedom and weight loss. So what have your personal results been through fasting from a physical perspective? What have you noticed in your body? 
Yeah. So in my opinion, there's, there's a few reasons of why someone should fast. And I kind of created an acronym for it and the acronym is hope. And so the H stands for heal in here. So if you need to heal your body or you need to hear from God, that's the H. And then an O is to overcome difficult times. And so if you're just in like a place where you're like, Oh my gosh, this is just terrible. Um, Isaiah 58 says, you will find your joy in the Lord. Um, And he's talking about fasting during that time. And I think that P stands for provision and protection. So if you're like, financially, I'm in a rut, like I need God's provision right now, or you need his protection. That's what P stands for. And then the, the biggest one that I think is E, which is enslaving sins. And so for me personally, I really struggled with overeating, uh, running to, to food. Like I basically, I kind of say I'm very vanilla. Like I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't curse. I don't do this, but, but for me, when I was stressed out, I'd be like, where's the brownies? You know, like I would be overeating. And so that was a sin that I just could, you know, people say, the Bible says, put a knife to your throat if you're given into gluttony. And so for me, I had to say, okay, I've got to do something. And, and there is, if you look in the new King James version, you have to look in one of the older versions, because in some of the versions, they took out the word fasting. But there's a point where there's a a boy, and there was this like demon inside of him. And the disciples could not cast it out, you know, and so they go to him, they the disciples go to him, and they say, why couldn't why couldn't we cast this demon out? And Jesus was able to cast it out. And he said, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. And that is so powerful because there are things, I believe this with all my core, there are things, you can be a great person, you can be this, but there are things that it's like a stronghold that you've tried and tried and tried, but you cannot break it. And it's like fasting is one of those things. I mean, the Bible says it, what does it say? This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. The combination of the two is, is just so powerful. And for me, that's what really kind of broke my, my chain of overeating and that bondage to food. Yeah. And that's such a common, uh, in our society, most people are addicted to food. I mean, I think that ultimately we've got a lot of spiritual baggage, emotional baggage that we can easily cover up by this constant desire to eat because eating releases dopamine and serotonin. We get these kind of feel-good neurotransmitters, a feel-good flush in our system, and we don't really go deep and ask ourselves deep questions. And, um, you know, in, in, in a sense, it's almost like just living on the surface rather than, uh, you know, again, going deep where the healing ha- happens. And so, um, so I think that's, that's really powerful. I've noticed that for myself as well. I grew up, I was always, I've always been really, really thin and my mom would always try to get me to eat more and more and more. So I would, I just kind of developed this, uh, overeating tendency and, uh, it actually got me very sick in my early twenties. And so, um, so fasting has really given me freedom. And I always tell people, I, f- I don't eat necessarily less because I, when I do eat, I feast, but I just eat less often and I'm not driven by this constant desire to eat. And um, so what else have you noticed with that? Like when you do eat, because um, obviously you're not eating, you know, you're, you're eating in a six hour window or you're typically eating 
like twice a day? What's your typical eating plan? Yeah, so if I am just trying to maintain my weight, I will eat two times a day. I'll eat, you know, I like to eat a bigger lunch and a smaller dinner. Some people are vice versa, but I like to have a big, bigger lunch and then a smaller dinner. But sometimes if I'm feeling like I'm gaining a few pounds or if I'm feeling like I really need to accomplish a lot at work that day, I'll just fast all during the day and just have dinner. So the times where either I need more clarity and more focus, I'll just eat dinner. Or if I'm feeling like, as soon as I feel like I'm gaining a little bit of weight, I'll move to eating just a one meal a day. And that really kind of brings me right back to where I want to be. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Now let's talk about a little bit about extended fasting. Um, let's say somebody's ready. They're like, okay, I really want to do a five day fast. What are some things they should do to help prepare themselves to do something like that? So for me, I always get an accountability partner, like find somebody to fast with you. Um, so I have a, a fasting group on Facebook where you can get, even if you don't know them, you know what I mean? Like if you literally are like, Hey guys, like we'll have people on the group. We'll say, Hey guys, I want to do a three day fast. Who wants to do one with me or a two day fast? Because what will happen is as soon as you do the fast and you start getting hungry. I'll give you a perfect example. One of my girlfriends, I was telling her the power of fasting. We were going on a walk and she only eats like, a, this is how she eats. She's a thin eater. So kind of, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, how did you learn about intermittent fasting? Well, when I started interviewing over a thousand women and finding out what they did to stay thin, none of them told me they do intermittent fasting. They were just like, mm, I start eating at like two, one o'clock, two o'clock, I'll have a little snack and then I have dinner. But they never, they never called it intermittent fasting. And so I was interview after interview after interview. I'm like, none of these girls eat breakfast. <laughs> I thought that was the most important meal of the day. What's going on? And so it was a real revelation to me. So anyway, one of the thin eaters that's in my book, her name's Christy. And she was like, I want to do a three day fast with you. And I was like, okay, she's going to nail this. Cause she barely, she's only already used to only eating one meal a day and a snack. And at five o'clock that day that she, we were going to do a three day fast together. She was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was thinking, wow, here's someone I thought was going to slay it, but people don't realize how hard it is. And so again, she, she wanted to jump to doing a three day fast. Well, she never even did a 24 hour fast. So she needed to start with that first. So that's my biggest tip is start small, work your way up, go through the proper protocol, but get an accountability partner that's really going to hold you to it. And, and you know that you're not just saying in your mind, because you'll come up with all kinds of reasons like, well, maybe God doesn't want me to fast right now, or maybe this isn't a good time. The other thing for women that I think is very important is their menstrual cycle. It's absolutely crucial. So if day one is your, let's say the day that you start your period, for me, days 15 to day 22 mm -hmm. are the best days for me to fast. Cause I was always like, how come I could do a fast? And sometimes it would be so easy. I was like, this is amazing. God must be really working in me, which that is true. But at the same time, 
your hormones for a woman think about it like the, the couple days before your period you're ravenously hungry so it's like your body is telling you like that's when you need to eat that's not the best time for you to do a three-day fast but I never even thought about that so that's a big thing for women is to look at that and I think just writing it down like making it written and putting it down saying I'm going to do this long of a fast and posting it on Facebook post it on Facebook post it on Instagram letting everyone know that that you're doing this you've now kind of put it in stone that you're doing it I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the functional nutrition podcast is sponsored by our friends at paleo valley they make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off today. Yeah, I think those are really some great tips. Having that accountability, um, yeah, for females doing it at the appropriate time of the cycle is so important because right before the period, you get this huge, you need this huge rise of estrogen and, uh, and estrogen really typically follows insulin. And so you actually need higher levels of insulin. You need to be eating during that period of time. And typically it's going to work a lot better. You're going to feel better uh, during that phase. So like you said, right after ovulation, which is day 15 to 22 is a really good time. Um, somewhere in that window to do your fast. And um, yeah, writing it down, I think that's so important. I always tell people also to during that period of time, um, you know, especially if you're struggling kind of with the, the emotional element, that would be a great time to schedule a, a spa day or a massage or something along those lines, right? You're saving money, you're not buying food. So reinvest that, get a massage. And that's can be also something that you look forward to, right? Rather than the meal, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to get that massage on, you know, Tuesday at four o'clock or something like that, which can give you, um, you know, in a sense can help you during those tougher times uh, during the fast. And you're going to have hunger and, and issues like that in waves. They're going to come in waves. And that, that's so important because that's what you have to remind yourself. There's a couple times where you're going to get to the point where you're like, I literally cannot go anymore. And, and the thing is, is that you absolutely can. Like that is where you have to put that positive self-talk. And I will tell you one of the things like when I've been like, I'm just so weak, I can't continue on. When I would like go for a walk, I would come back from the walk and I'd be a whole new person because people think, Oh, I don't have the energy to do a walk. I'm tired. I don't have the fuel. I don't know what it is about going for a walk, but I would literally become a new person as soon as when I got into that like pit and then obviously praying, you know, the whole point of fasting, if you're doing it for a biblical reason is that you use that time instead of eating to pray. And a lot of times people forget that even if they're doing a Christian fast or a biblical fast or, you know, for Ramadan or whatever, they just will do the fast and they forget all about praying and reading the word. I do worship music. I love to, I'll just find some YouTube. If you, if you go to chantelray.com slash worship, um, we actually have a whole bunch of my favorite worship songs that I play while I'm fasting. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
that's what we do too. My family, we put on worship. We have a worship night every night, pretty much. My kids and us, we just worship and pray. And so it's awesome. But you're so right. I mean, uh, getting out and moving is going to help actually induce more serotonin, more dopamine, which will help keep you more balanced. And so that's so important. And, um, and you know, it's just like any other addiction when it comes to food. Like, for example, my wife's, my, uh, my father-in-law, he's trying to commit. Uh, quit smoking and we've talked about it and it's like you just take it five minutes at a time right when you get the urge you say can I make it five more minutes right and you just keep telling yourself that those short wins will uh will help propel you right help give you more and more momentum so I think that's really important now what else can somebody expect as they go through the fast are there you know particular days when you first get going that are harder than others is there like a sweet spot that you've noticed yeah, I feel like for me personally, if I'm doing a three-day fast, day two is my worst day. Um, and then once I get to day three, I'm really, really doing well. And so it's funny because I'll do a lot. Of, I do a lot of 48-hour fasts. Mm -hmm. And it's really because by day two, at the end of that 48 hours, I start really, really feeling bad. And so just a couple of tips, like for me, you know, I try to do water fast as much as possible. Every once in a while, if I'm, I want to extend it, let's say I'm on a 48 hour and I want to do a three day or a five day, I will do homemade bone broth. I will do water with lemon. I'll do water with fresh squeezed orange juice, like this much orange juice to, you know, maybe like, you know, one, one fifth water with two, you know, you know, one part orange juice. Uh, but I don't, I try to do as much as I can as a water fast. And then if I'm trying to extend it, I call them in my book, I call them crutch drinks. Cause it's like, you feel like you can't walk anymore. And it's like, oh, I need a crutch drink, but I try not to use them. But if you're beginning to fast, I absolutely think you should. Like I'll, I have a green juice recipe that's really like kale, spinach, cucumber, uh, that is really good that I'll, that I'll make. But I try to not have very much sugar. And if I am going to, it's literally that much juice, fresh squeezed juice now. I'm not having Tropicana um, in, <laughs> in a big thing of, of water to kind of take me to the next level. Yeah, it's great. And that's when we get, kind of get into this partial fasting, right? So we start to add in a little bit of calories, but certainly not much. And um, you can get incredible benefits doing that as well, whether it's bone broth or juice or something along those lines. Um, and then how about salt? Do you do salt? Yeah, I think what I literally do is I just take a pink Himalayan salt shaker and take some out. And it's funny, I'll just put it on the bottom of my hand and I literally just go like that. Yeah. And I just, I eat it yeah. just like that. Um, but it's the best thing. You know, I've tried different electrolyte pow uh, powders, they're okay, but sometimes I think that they get, will give me like a foot cramp or something like that because I feel like they, they actually change your electrolyte levels and you don't get as balanced. So, so I have to be careful with those. I found that the best thing that really helps me is just even, oh, I know what else helps me. Um, if you take like a pickle juice, you can get like sugarless pickle juice. That's a really good one. Cause sometimes people are like, ew, I don't want to just have salt. 
just take one tablespoon of pickle juice and yeah. that kind of will revive me a little bit. Yeah, that brine can be really helpful. Yeah, when we fast, our insulin goes down. And when insulin goes down, you excrete sodium. So really need to replace that sodium or you can get very dizzy. Uh, you can have excessive fatigue. So when you're taking just a little bit of salt, you'll notice that you respond a lot better. Um, your energy is better. Your mental clarity is better. So very, very important. I've seen a lot of people just really crash on fast on, on doing different fasts because they weren't replacing the salts. So I think that is important. Um, well, and the other thing is, is I don't think people realize like they're like, just drink water, just drink water, just drink water. And I think what people don't realize is if you drink water too fast, you risk diluting your blood, which is like, you know, your kidneys are going to have a harder time. And so, yes, I drink water, but I definitely don't chug water. And that is a really important thing because that it actually is having the opposite effect of what you want. And so I drink water to where I'm thirsty. So like when I'm thirsty, I drink water. When I'm not, I'm not just like chug, 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 chug that water because that's not good for your kidneys as well while you're fasting if you're drinking too much water. Yeah, let's let's talk about how to break the fast. Let's say you do a five-day fast or something along those lines what are some of the best strategies for breaking the fast because i mean obviously if you start just eating large meals all over you've already shut down your digestive system and uh, you're also at risk for developing something called refeeding syndrome if you uh take in too much too quickly after an extended fast so what are your thoughts on that yeah so one of the things that you can do that really helps me even before the fast is doing like the day before the fast, especially if I'm doing a longer fast, I'll do like a smoothie the day before, or I'll have just fruits and vegetables the day before. But the, the best foods to break a fast are going to be just raw fruits or vegetables or cooked fruits and vegetables. Bone broth is really good. Um, any kind of soup is good. But Anything that is already like, like sometimes I'll take soups and I'll put it in the Vitamix. Mm -hmm. So like I'll take like, I'll make a chicken and vegetable soup, but what I'll do is I'll put it in the Vitamix so that it's, it's yeah. getting it like purified so that it, my body has an easier time digesting. But smoothies is really the best thing to, in my opinion the, for the very first thing. It's either a smoothie or a soup that has been kind of purified like a, a butternut squash that is, you know, easy mm -hmm. on your stomach is probably the best things that I suggest. And as you get like now I could do a 3 I can do a three-day fast and I could pretty much eat what I want when I'm done with that three-day fast. And the reason is, is because my body's so used to fasting that it just is like, oh, okay, now we're eating again. So I don't have to be as careful. And the longer you do it, the less careful you have to be. But I would say, I would say 48 hour. When I do a 48 hour fast, I'm not as careful. I pretty much just whatever my body's craving. I would say on the three day fast, I really do start getting, you know, smoothies and soups and stuff like that, especially for the first meal of whatever it is that I'm eating. Yeah, what I always tell people is, um, you know, it, your digestive system actually is still working for the first 48 hours. So you're still producing stomach acid and bile and things like that. After that, your body starts conserving energy. So it stops putting energy into producing digestive juices. 
and, uh, and diverting it more towards healing. So once you get into day three, so as you get into like a three day plus fast, um, I always tell people, ideally the ideal ratio is like one recovery day for every, uh, two to three fasting days, right? So especially if you're very sensitive, you've already had digestive issues in the past, mm -hmm. you want to be real conservative with that. So on those recovery days, you're doing things like broth, smoothies, um, you know, well-cooked soups and stews, all the things that you just talked about, fermented foods, sauerkraut and kimchi and stuff like that, pickles, um, just to really get your digestive juices flowing well. By the time you add in, you know, meat and stuff like that, hard, things that are harder to digest, nuts, um, you want to make sure that your digestive juices are flowing well. So, that's what oh, I, I do have one more tip that I do. Yeah. So, I don't know how much people have heard about food combining, mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't do a ton of food combining. Um, but what food combining is is saying that your body basically is able to break down certain foods with other certain foods right so like for example fruit work fruit is so easily digested in your body you can break down fruit in 20 minutes and so what i do is i practice food combining when i'm coming off the fast so i don't do it on a regular basis but i do do it when i'm coming off the fast so what i'll do a lot of times is i'll have a smoothie or if i'm not going to have a smoothie off the fast then i'll just have fruit but I'll have fruit complete by itself. And so basically what they say is like vegetables can be with animal protein and then you can have, you know, starches kind of should be by themselves. And so you just, I practice a little bit of food combining because I know it's easier for my body to digest. So that's another tip that I give to people. And I don't do that on a regular basis. I just do it when I'm coming off the fast. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And also, especially when you're coming off an extended fast, I try not to uh, apply real strict intermittent fasting rules as you're coming off of that. So you might, you know, cause your, your stomach, you're not gonna be able to, to eat a lot at once. So you might just do like a butternut squash soup and then like two or three hours later do an apple, you know, and things like that. So, um, so just not being as, cause you really need to refeed, especially if you're doing an extended fast, it's important that your body is sensing that you're not in a time of famine for too long. So when you go into the refeeding until you get back to kind of a, your, your normal diet, um, you know, just feeding as you need right? Feeding as your body tells you and, uh, you know, just small amounts spread out throughout the day, I think uh, tends to work well. Do you notice that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And the, the other thing is for me is that, you know, I'm hungrier. Like when I come off the fast, like you're like, wow, I, you know, your body is telling you, you know, that you are really hungry. And the other thing I didn't mention is, you know, I don't eat a lot of, you know, white flour or potatoes or sugar, you know, dairy and stuff like that. I pretty much don't, that's not a big staple in my diet, but every once in a while, if there's something I'm craving, I will eat that. But when I'm coming off the fast, I am eating 100% whole foods. Like I'm not having a gluten, let's put it this way. I'm not having a gluten-free brownie, you know, I'll have a gluten-free brownie another time, but I'm not having it the day I come off the fast. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 
Yeah. Some people will uh, come off the fast and go to Pizza Hut or something. <laughs> Not a good idea. That's a, no. that's a disaster right there. So yeah, it's, it is important how you come off of the fast. Um, you know, it's, it's very, very important to be intentional on that too. So uh, this has been a great interview, Chantel. And I just want to give you a moment to share any final words of inspiration and also where people can find out more about you, the books that you offer and, and your website. Yeah, you know, the the last thing I want to say is if somebody feels like they're fasting for a spiritual reason, um, it's funny because I just prayed for someone who was fasting and they were going through a legal battle. Mm. And, you know, we finished the fast and and nothing seemed to go to go well. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't any breakthrough that he was seeing on it. And so I think that sometimes you know, there, there's a great story in, in 2 Samuel about David, and David had sinned with Bathsheba, and he had pleaded with God for the child. He had fasted for days and was like, God, please don't take my child. And, and then on the seventh day, the child died, and he just got up and started eating. And they were like, all the servants were like, what's going on? You know, like when the child died, and he was just like, you know, when the child was alive, I fasted and I wept. But, you know, he was like, who knows, maybe God will be gracious to me and let the child live. But he's like, now that he's dead, why should I go on fasting? And so I believe that sometimes people, you know, in that situation, that was God saying, you know, hey, even if you fast, sometimes it's not just to, for you to get the outcome you want, but it allows you to be at peace. Like what happened? He was like, okay, it gives you this sense that even though God said no to whatever it was, you're able to have more peace about whatever it is. So that's one piece. And the second piece is, is that I just can't stress that, you know, for me with my bondage to food, it didn't happen from one fast, two fast, three fast. It was hundreds of fasts to get to the place that I am now that I'm not in bondage to food anymore. And it didn't have, so a lot of times people are like, well, Chantal, you know, I tried doing a fast and it didn't work. And I tried this and it didn't work. And I've prayed about things and done multiple fasts before they come through. And so that's what I just want to encourage people with that last bit of encouragement that it's not a one and done. It is multiple times that you're going to be doing fasting and that it is truly powerful, but it may not be one time that it happens for them. So I think that's so good. It's just a reminder that it's really part of a lifestyle. Um, and so fasting is a posture and it's just a part of the way that, that we live, you know, the way that we carry ourselves. And so whether you're looking for spiritual breakthrough, physical health results, um, it's just part of your lifestyle is uh, incorporating fasting. And the great thing is that it doesn't cost you anything, right? So it's um, something that you can add into your, your, your daily lifestyle and um, save you money and get amazing breakthrough in your life. So this yeah. has been great. Yeah, this has been great, Sean. Well, and I also have on my website, I have um, like a, a really great protein shake that I have on there that is really clean ingredients and some multivitamins that kind of just will help you kind of making sure that you have all the nutrients you need if you need it where you feel like, you know, I can't make it through. You know, sometimes I'll 
I'll take vitamin. Uh, one thing I'll take is vitamin C or I'll take like a multivitamin and take it with water. If I'm feeling that's another crutch that I'll use sometimes to kind of make it through as my last thing. But I have two, you know, I have three books now. I have a Bible study on fasting called um, freedom from food. I have waste away that talks about intermittent fasting and fasting to freedom, which is more about the extended fasts. Well, that's great. Where can people find those? If you go to ChantelRayway.com is where you can find everything. Great, great. And we've got the links here with uh, with the interview. So guys, definitely check out Chantel's website. She's got a ton of great resources. Chantel, thanks again for being a part of this. And uh, for those of you guys out there, you know, just like we've talked about in this interview, fasting really has the potential to, to unlock your dormant healing potential. It's safe, it's powerful, and it just might transform your life. So start practicing it. You learned a lot of tips here in this interview. Start putting those into action. Uh, definitely leave comments, questions. If you, if you need anything, reach out to Chantel. You can check out some of her Facebook groups and be a part of her community. Um, and uh, if you do that, I think you're going to get great results. So be blessed, everybody. We'll see you soon. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.